Today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by Contracts, Raymond. Big ass, five year contracts. Of course, we are talking about John Lynch's brand new contract. Uh, but before we get started, before we get into all of that, Raymond, why don't you let them know where can they find us? You can always find us on facebook.com slash the gold cast and be sure to subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, everywhere that podcasts exist under the same Spotify. moniker. Uh, Spotify, the gold cast is everywhere you can possibly think of that has podcasts. We are everywhere, including our entire five years worth of backlog library even back in the old man davis days that all is there in existence if you wish to go back that far um and be sure to subscribe like and comment because we like to hear from you and we certainly want to get your take on the hottest news coming out of 49ers camp today there's a there's a couple of tidbits in addition to that but of course the hottest news of course is uh the latest signing which we are, we are very excited about oh yeah Absolutely. Now, Raymond, if they want to talk to you directly, how do they get a hold of Raymond? You can always find me on Twitter at Ray Solis and on Instagram at Ray Solis one. And you'll see those tags here in the playback feed. If you're listening, um, it's R-A-Y-S-O-L-I-S with the number one on it for Instagram and no one on the Twitter. Boom. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Rudy third. I am Rudy three R D. All right, Raymond, we're going to start off with talking a brief, quick discussion on these scrappy little giants. Got a little got a little moxie to them. We're going to talk about that. And then, of course, their uh, much publicized uh, so, uh, socially distanced celebration that happened at the end of the game. And then, of course, we're going with the big stuff. John Lynch's brand new contract, and it's uh, it's structured in a way that some people have deemed slightly questionable, but we think we know why that's being structured that way. We're going to talk about it after the intro, but of course, the greatest podcast intro in the game, Goldcast. Your professor of fanalism is here. You're the greatest fanalist in the game is here. Class is in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa I, baby. Boom! All right, Raymond. We are back. Another huge episode is here. It's in the books. Let's talk about these Giants. Giants were down three to six as late as the sixth inning yesterday in their three game series against the Padres. This was game two. They lost game one. I kind of left them for dead. And then lo and behold, in late innings, they end up pulling a win out. Mike Yastrzemski with a huge walk off run in the ninth. Let's talk a little bit about these Giants because there's a little bit of fight to them. What are you seeing here early on? I mean, there's uh, listen, there is still, you know, there's 50-plus games left. This team could literally just fall to the ground and burn in a fiery pit of death, and I am not at all, uh, I'm not at all closed off to this reality as being a possible, you know, as, as one possible scenario. 
But Raymond, they're just showing a little moxie here that I think most people didn't expect them to have. What are you seeing? I'm seeing a team that's young, although some of the players that are obviously, I mean, there's still a lot of older players there, you know, that Pablo, are, Hunter Pence, right? Buster Posey. Oh, well, Buster Posey opted out this season, but he's there. Brandon Belt just came back. Uh, Longoria just came back, so we've got some more power that's back into the lineup, some much-needed power at this stage. Crawford's still there. Crawford is still there. You know, I expect him to to continue to play. But we've got some other faces there. Yastrzemski is there, you know, on the younger side of things, who's definitely added a little bit of rejuvenation there to the the team that needs it. And there's a lot of young guys that are coming up. Dubon is a name that we're going to see quite a bit this year. I know we have... um, Solano, Donovan Solano, who is a big contributor in this game. That's who um, the background picture is of today for me. Um, he was a, he actually uh, broke the tie in the eighth inning with a three-run shot into an empty list uh, bleacher section. I don't know who gets to keep that home run, although we, we know that there are some rules in place for the other home runs depending on where it lands, although the splat, and the splash zone is still the splash zone. The uh, someone was a, a the same guy I think got both of his uh, splash hits today. But a lot of times when you when I see young players coming up, even though this is kind of a still a a large part of this roster is still very old. The the arms are younger, and the bats are getting younger as we move along through the Gabe Kapler, you know Zaidi era. And a lot of times what I've seen, I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot in Oakland because Oakland often doesn't have a choice because of their budget reasons or their lack of budget. They often have to keep cycling through their, their farm system Um, is that younger players, because they're eager to get into the bigs, they often have a lot of that moxie, that, that eagerness and will to prove themselves and to do well, because if you do well, you know, good things happen, not only within your level of play, but also on the money side of things, as we all know. But uh, as a result, you see a lot of scrappiness uh, from these types of players, and I think we're seeing a little bit of that. We certainly saw some of that last night, although you scrimps, and I think most of the majority of the scoring last night was all via the long ball, with the exception of, I think, their first run. But uh, I thought it was great to see. Solano had a key hit that really helped get, I mean, without without Solano's hit, you know, you're, you're not getting, Yastrzemski's home run means nothing in that game. So uh, I, I give a lot of credit to him for putting us in that position and for Yastrzemski to, to cap things off with a, a huge splash win in a series that really needed to see, you needed to see some life out of the Giants. I know we took two from the Dodgers and that was great to see, but those are really by the hairs of their chinny chin chins. And just uh, again, more scrappy, torturous baseball from the Giants. Even though it was a a come from behind win, it's a win nonetheless. But as much as I'd like to see more dominant performances out of this team, I think they're just too young and in a, in a rebuilding phase that we're just I'm not sure those moments we haven't gotten to that phase of the the process yet. But still nice to get a win under the belt, especially in such early part of the season, or I guess not so early, depending on you know the scope of the games this year. Well, and you know the. Padres were sporting one of the best records in baseball right now, and that was huge too. So it's nice to see that they 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 got a win, and we have another game coming up tonight, and let's hope the Giants can take the series from the Padres. It would just be it'd be wonderful. And again, seeing some fight. Looks like these, you know, the team needs sometimes it you know needs a game to really kind of get into rhythm with whoever they're playing right now. Speaks to the youth of this team, but we'll see. We shall see. Now, Raymond, let's move on 
because this this is the big one my boy oh yeah the the important the most important news john <laughs> how do i do this this way john lynch the man i know i'm like i'm like reverse it's all reversed john lynch this big guy this big guy right here john lynch uh huge five-year contract ray big big contract we have been eagerly awaiting contracts this whole uh, this whole offseason we saw shanahan with the big contract we then fought that that was followed up with uh raheem mostert getting a restructuring to his contract and now john lynch has come down let's talk about this it's a five-year contract kyle shanahan has a six-year contract some people have read into that as a backdoor for john lynch to leave i'm not going to say who those people are uh but Raymond, God, God, they're stupid though. They're really stupid. They're really stupid. <laughs> right. Let's talk about what this actually most likely means. It means Jed York has gone on record to say that he wants both of these guys, Shanahan and Lynch, locked up in this team for a long time. And this is just contract, you know, number two within an early phase of this new era. And I think that one, I think that speaks volumes to, you know, the confidence that Jed York has in these two individuals. I think the confidence that the fans, we've seen the results, we've seen the progression and it speaks for itself. The, you know, it, it, not all the picks were great, although they were, they were great initially. And then, you know, some of the character flaws started to surface their ugly heads and kind of derailed some of the excitement for some of the early picks. But John Lynch has hit a lot of big home runs in a lot of these draft picks. And that's with people like Kyle Shanahan working in tandem together to help put this roster together. But the main reason that I think is likely as to why and Matt Mayoko also believes this too. And Matt Mayoko is the most straightforward vanilla guy who has his ear to the ground closest to the 49ers more than anybody, more than any of the morons that, that are saying otherwise that have these other theories that he will go nameless, but I'm sure as time goes on, we will eventually start to name him. But uh, I think that the likely reason is because if John Lynch continues on this trajectory, because we know Kyle is going to be a, a going to coach for a very long time and John Lynch is is his goal is to win a Super Bowl and their their goal together they've not said it in this exact quote but the, the goal is to build a dynasty and to win multiple Super Bowls they want sustained success so that's John Lynch's goal and they've been sticking to that plan to a T this entire time so but again to make a long story short the the meal the real reason that I think he got five years and Kyle got six it has nothing to do with Kyle Shanahan, but has more to do with John's future trajectory within the organization. And th if he continues on that path, he's going to go up a level uh, the same way that Brian Saban did after he started to win championships with the, with the Giants. He moved up a level, and then his protege, his understudy, came up to the GM position. Didn't have the same success, but still contributed a lot to those championships regardless. Just didn't do so well once he was in the official GM role. But at the same time, what I'm alluding to here with the Niners, that person is Adam Peters, someone we've talked about a lot on this show, someone we actually, we really like him on the show. He's not talked about a lot, yes, but he, 
the secret weapon. Yeah. Remember, mm-hmm. we talked about it. The se- We had a whole episode way back in the day. Adam Peters, it's one of our most famous episodes, one of our most watched episodes. Adam Peters is the secret weapon. The second we got him from Denver, he was the head of scouting in Denver. You saw Denver. And he was actually recently appointed to that position. He wasn't in that position for very long for Denver. But once he got that position, Denver went down. San Francisco went up. And you saw that immediately. Yeah, and I, and I think the idea is that if they win championships between now and when this new contract is up, even before then, the the likelihood that he gets elevated to not just he, – he's not going to get another contract – I mean, he is, but he's also going to get a title change with that next contract, assuming they continue to make, you know, contend for a title and ultimately win one, hopefully more than one, is he's going to get bumped up a level. And then Adam Peters is going to be then become the GM. And they trust me, they want to keep Adam Peters. They've lost some coaches here, but they've kept a lot of this nucleus together. And that's very rare and difficult to do in the NFL, especially when you haven't won yet. So obviously they're getting close. And they got as close as you can possibly get without winning last season. So exactly, exactly. So the 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 idea is you want to keep as many of these cogs together, especially the Adam Peters cog, because that's a key cog in the draft process that's gotten the roster to where it's at now, which in, in which a lot of that is is on the is is he is involved on the draft side he's also involved on the free agency side you know remember you know kyle shanahan's too busy coaching drawing up plays scheming his best players into success that he doesn't have enough time to be scouting other players but he knows what his needs and wants are with the team and that's why you have people like john lynch and his entire draft and his uh his his personnel staff to work on these things is to get the right personnel in there to get the right pieces in there they've made a they've had a lot of home runs on the free agency market not all of them but a lot of them have been great you know kyle Juszczyk probably is my favorite of the free agent acquisitions i know jarek mckinnon was has been kind of a bust so far but if he turns out to start to play better and is able to overcome his injuries then that will start to not look as bad and at a, a huge waste as it, as it has been so far with these first two seasons but i think that uh, adam peters is next in line to become the gm for the 49ers assuming that the success train continues in the organization i don't see any reason why it should stop unless like pieces start to go away and you know obviously money's kind of tight right now the, the next key component that the 49ers have on their list is uh, of to-do list is obviously signing George Kittle. That's a big, big, big uh, contract that we know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of agreeing to the numbers because that's obviously something that's been that's been the one main thing that's really held that contract back from going. We know what George Kittle wants. The market that he's technically in doesn't go that high. In fact, it's it's half of that. Uh, the next the, the, the next top player at the top position gets half of that money. So the 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 49ers are going to definitely break the the ceiling on, on the current market value for a tight end. It's just a matter of what I personally think it's between 15 and 17. I definitely don't think 20 is in the books. It might be in the books via incentives but not initially because that's wide receiver territory and that's just not what George Kittle is. He's, he's, he's more tight end than he is wide receiver, although he is a big part of the passing game. We all know that, but he, uh, I've said this multiple times. I, he's, if you watch the tape, you even look at, at the stats that exist out there, you know, his snap count is running and bl- is blocking more than it is catching. Well, and I, you know what? He's a, he is a tight end. There's no way around it. There's no way around it, but obviously, and I agree with you, 
clearly what this does is set up the role for Adam Peters to move in to the GM position and then for John Lynch to move up into a higher position with the 49ers. Right. And they're under contract, you know, there, there's the likelihood that he, you know, part, I think this is all theory, by the way, this is hypothetical speaking, but assuming that, I mean, teams are looking, if the Niners start winning and go back to the Super Bowl again, you know, other teams are going to be looking to pick and pull from our pool of talent, you know, on the player side and on the staff side. So that includes personnel, you know, off front office stuff. And they're likely Adam Peters is going to get offers. You know, I think one of the I think one of the things here is they're saying, hey, this contract is because, you know, we have we have hopes for you down the future to step up and come up the way you have been. This this is almost it's almost like John's contract. I'm theorizing again. It's almost like John's contract that that one year subtraction, you know, not matching Kyle Shanahan's length of time is almost like a little wink and a nod to Adam Peters. Like, hey, not saying it's going to take four years, but, you know, this is designed in this way because there's also other people that we have in consideration, you know, for the future of this franchise, and you're one of those components, and we'd like you to stay here. 100%. Mm -hmm. 110%, Ray, 110%. I'm excited. And, of course, unfortunately, though, it it seems to be in every every Goldcast episode we have – it always comes back to the Kittle Watch. Kittle Contract yes. Watch 2020. We're sitting here. Right. When's it going to happen? When are we going to get it? When are when when can we as Niner fans be able to calm down and rest assured that this contract is in the books? We have no idea uh, and we'll see. But congratulations to John Lynch. Congratulations to the front office of the 49ers. This right. is an awesome awesome day way way worth the celebration and uh lynch right here celebrating uh, how do i do this right right here <laughs> yeah and we know uh we we know that um you know we know that the season is uh has been green lit you know the niners no nfl team has really dealt with a whole lot of COVID issues we know that jeff wilson jr was placed on the COVID list this week along we had a couple guys in Jersey uh, earlier, remember, yeah. you know, in uh, early July or late June, somewhere in yeah. there. Richie James Jr., he went on the list on Monday. So we have at least two players that are in that category right now. But, I mean, it, this is still ju- – this is we're still July, technically, the day of this recording. So August, you know, and preseason has been – is getting skipped this year. So by the time the season does start, assuming that they continue to test – uh, negative for COVID, they'll be back in the lineup. And and to be clear, for those that may not know, the COVID, you know, the the reserve COVID list, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are infected with COVID. They could have just been exposed to somebody, and as a precaution, they get put on the list. They have to, you know, they have to take a back seat. So it could mean that too. There's no details given, and frankly, it doesn't matter. You just have to go through a couple weeks of quarantine protocol, and if the tests come back negative, then you're fine and you're good to go. Exactly. I mean, to be all honest, to be completely transparent, as Raymond knows, I was actually exposed to COVID and had to go on self-quarantine for 14 days. Like, that's just right. that's just what happens. And I turned, came out negative. I'm all good. COVID can't kill me. 
<laughs> That's right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So um, last thing, Raymond, and then we're going to get out of here because we forgot to mention it. We said we would talk about it, but then we completely skipped over it. Our boys, social distance celebration. So the Giants at the very end. Uh, yes, yeah. The, right. the socially, the right as the extremity goes in, they all kind of go and they hover around and they jump. It's this hilarious video if you haven't seen. Yeah, they do air. He does air fives to the first base coach and the third base coach on, on his way. <laughs> yeah, all air fiving. Uh, what did you think of their socially distanced uh, celebration uh, a bit more responsible. The A's had had a full walk off home run celebration. Uh, I don't remember. It's been the last couple of games. I don't follow them super closely, uh, but they were and they were heavily criticized for their walk off celebration. They were criticized for the fact that they jumped all over each other like they would normally do. The Giants, of course, being a San Francisco team, very conscientious of you know how these things work, did a socially distanced celebration. Were you in and, favor of what was a pretty silly looking but still awesome moment for the Giants? I thought it, I laughed. I thought it was funny looking. I thought it looked funny. It looked silly. I mean, because, you know, I'm not a medical expert, but I'm like, if these guys are all getting tested and they're all negative, then what's the harm in, in the contact? You know, because there is no if nothing's there, then there's no risk of transmission. That's how I see it. And I'm willing to bet that this social distance celebration was put in place because of the a the criticism that the A's got for not doing that, I'm almost I I bet money on it. I mean I I wouldn't be surprised either way if they already had this in place, but would also would be less surprised, um or or, or not surprised if it turns out that this was because of Oakland and then staff came down and said hey we don't want to we don't want any we don't want to do deal with any of that if if a walk off win comes into play here so why don't we just have this in place now and just so that have the guys ready so that if it does happen then you know we can at least be you know have have the the benefit of social distancing even though there was an article that said like the the giants walk off social distance was not so distance i mean there was a little bit of contact and nobody is 6 feet away not by any stretch <laughs> They're just not touching each other, so yeah. uh, you know whatever. I, I guess kind of defeats the. You got we got to take our wins somewhere, right? We got to take our wins somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we got to, we got to. I think if they're getting tested and they're not, neg- I mean, think about it. Football's uh, green lit, so football's green lit, and there's no escaping contact in that sport whatsoever. Well, so, now, but now you can tackle. You know, you can tackle people for the entire game, but then you can't high five at the end or give jerseys, swap jerseys. What? <laughs> what the Even hell? Even though your blood and your sweat is still getting thrown all over the place against other players, although there is a face mask, but lots of guys, some guys don't wear gloves. All the jerseys are cut unless they're wearing, everyone's wearing sleeves and gloves. I don't know if that's if that's in place. I do know that all the helmets have face masks this season. So unless they're sleeved and gloved, then it's like, okay, but you know, you're high-fiving and all you're touching is like grass, you know, and... I don't know. It it's a lot of it is very contradictory, and it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, uh, like a, a lot of the stuff that's in place here doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I, and I know we're, part of it is because we're in uncharted territory, yeah. but at the same time, common sense, man. Mm-mm. We're just grasping at straws on a lot of this stuff. But either way, I thought it was a hilarious. I thought it was pretty funny yeah. too. So if totally. you haven't seen it, go check out the Giants socially distanced walk-off <laughs> home run yeah. celebration. It's great. The Air Five. That's right. Air Five. 
Anyways, we are done. We just wanted to get a quick one in. Uh, like I said, it's great to be back. Isn't it feel great, Ray? We're back. and uh, That's right. Basketball's back tonight on TNT. Basketball is back tonight. Uh, you know, uh, good luck to um, all the teams. I am not going to take this moment to troll. Uh, the teams I want to troll, I'm going to show some restraint, which is very difficult for me right now. Wow. <laughs> wow. But because we we are open source shit talking on the gold cast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I am just excited that baseball's back. I'm excited that that, that basketball's back. We got we got uh, um, hoops. Coming back tonight, it's going to be a huge night. Obviously, this is Los- I live in Los Angeles, uh, and we've got Lakers-Clippers. It's going to be a huge game. And uh, go Clippers. So, all right. So, let's wrap it up. And so concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Sousa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa first, baby. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Gold Cast time. Same Gold Cast channel. This is, is the Gold Cast.